This is the FBCG Live Podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Today's message is entitled, The Evidence of Spiritual Maturity. If you're not moving in the right direction when challenges arise, you may not respond the way God wants you to. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. I want to invite your attention uh, today to Romans chapter 8. Here's a familiar passage of scripture, Romans chapter 8. And I don't have favorite verses. Somebody, Somebody often asks me, what's my favorite verse? I don't have a favorite verse, but I have several verses that have ministered to me consistently over the years. And a portion of what I'm getting ready to read falls in that category. It's one of those passages that has ministered life to me. And I'm hoping it's going to minister life to somebody else today. Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Rome and he gives them some powerful and profound points. Beginning at verse 26, it says this. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. And whom he called, these he also justified. And these he also glorified. And whom And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Somebody say amen to that. Praise the Lord for the word. I want to talk about the evidence of being spiritually mature. The the evidence of spiritual maturity. If I could put a tag on this topic, this subject, that's what it would be. The evidence. How do you know? And it is my prayer that each of you would take a moment and evaluate your spiritual maturity. I want you to be able to determine and take recognition of where you fall in the spiritual maturity arena. I want you to, I want you to take a look at this passage today because the, the Apostle Paul writes to the church and gives the church in Romans some important information for them to respond to concerning the challenges and circumstances of their lives. Our church's vision and mission statement is developing dynamic disciples. And being a dynamic disciple means that God has equipped and prepared you to have the wherewithal to handle the circumstances that life hands you. Sometimes life tosses stuff in front of you, sometimes challenges and problems. And if you're not in the right place, if you're not moving in the right direction, it could could throw you off. It could cause you to make horrible choices and decisions or to respond in an unfavorable way. But we want to be able to respond to God in a way that is pleasing and acceptable to him. And that's what uh, the Apostle Paul is trying to get the church to understand. It is what I want you to try to understand, that you don't go off, you don't go crazy, that you don't go drinking, that you don't go and get high, get drugs, and you don't lost your mind, that, you, that because life is not going in the direction you want it to go in and things are not happening the way you want it to happen, 
that you go out and make horrible choices and decisions. And yet, many people have done just that. They have not developed the level of spiritual maturity in themselves for them to be able to respond the way that God wants you to respond. But I'm going to teach you today. I want to teach and share you today. I want you to remember what I'm getting ready to tell you today. I want you to gird it up so that how you respond and how you treat other people will be crystal clear. I just got three points for you. I'm going to give them to you real quick. Here's the number one. Uh, I want to tell you that, number one, when you are spiritually mature, you have the proper perspective for yourself, for the person. You have proper perspective for you, for the person. You, you look at life with an appropriate vantage point. You look at the circumstances that you are facing and the troubles that has entered into your life from a proper perspective. And what is that perspective for you as a person? What is it that you should be looking at? I'm glad you asked the question. Because Paul says to the church in Rome and says to you and I today, he says this in verse 26. Likewise, stop, stick a pen. Likewise, he says. Likewise. He starts off, he says right here in verse 26, likewise. And likewise is connecting what he's about to say with what he has just said. And what he has just said is this. We have a hope in a God. We have our trust and confidence in hope. And he says this, your hope, what you're hoping for is unable to be seen. It's invisible. It is, it is, it is transparent. You, you have a hope in something that's coming in the future that you have not been able to see. And then he says, likewise, in the same way that you're hoping for something that you have not yet seen, it is invisible, unseen to your natural eyes. He says, likewise, in an unseen, invisible way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. Stick a pen right here, because this is, this is something that the saints need to understand and comprehend. The Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. That's what he says right here in verse number 26. The Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. When we find ourselves weak, when we find ourselves in a circumstance in life where we don't know what to do, where to go, what decision to make, which way to turn, how to respond. He says, when you find yourself weak, we got some help. That's what the person has to know. You See, see some of y'all go crazy because you don't know you got help. <laughs> you don't recognize that you got some help on your side that's unseen. You, somebody should, I should have got a few amens that somebody would know that in an unseen way, the Holy Spirit helps us. The Holy Spirit helps us in an unseen manner. It's not visible to your eyes. You can't put your hands on it, on him. But he says the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. That's enough to shout about. You just got to know that. You just got to walk through the circumstances of your life with the confidence of knowing I got help. You can't see it, can't put your hands on it, you can't put a label on it, but you just got to walk around with that confidence. You got you to gotta walk around and say, I, I got help, I got help, I, I got somebody walking, I, 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 got, I got help, I got help. You need to know you have help. She says, he helps us in our weaknesses, and then he tells us how he helps us. He says, the Holy Spirit does this, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. 
He says, we, we, we don't even know how to pray or what we should pray for. He says, we don't, we don't know how we should, we should pray. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. The Holy Spirit is interceding and talking to God on your behalf. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what's going on in your life, but here's what, needs, here's what you need to know. You need to have the confidence deep down inside that regardless of what I'm facing day by day and moment by moment, regardless of what's going on in my life, the Holy Ghost is talking to God for me. I got hit with unexpected circumstances. I got, I got faced with something that I didn't anticipate. It's okay. It didn't catch God by surprise. It didn't catch the Holy Spirit by surprise. Some of y'all go ballistic like somehow or another what you're going through has caused God, caught him by shock. Like he did, ooh, God didn't, God didn't, COVID didn't catch God by surprise. He knew it was coming. You, you getting terminated from your job didn't catch God by surprise. The doctors diagnosing an issue that you have didn't catch God by surprise. He already, go on and preach, Pastor. He already knew about it. He saw it. He knew about it. And guess what? The Holy Spirit has already been talking to God on your behalf. And the saints got to know that spiritual maturity. When you get spiritually mature and you have some experience with God and you know his word, you don't get stressed out because you know the Holy Ghost is praying for me. I, I, I've, I've long since stopped. I don't even ask people to pray for me because I know the Holy Ghost is praying for me. Because, you know, the saints, the saints ain't going to pray for you. They, they forget. They, they, they forget. They, they, they worried about themselves. And so, you, you, come on, y'all might as well tell the truth. You know somebody asked you to pray for, for them, and you said yes. And then the next time you saw them, they said, child, my problem got worked out, and I know it's because you prayed for me. And then while they're saying that, you said, oh, Lord, I forgot to pray for you. I'm so glad I don't, don't take this wrong, don't get offended, don't get mad, but I'm so glad I don't have to depend on people to pray for me. Because the Holy Ghost is talking to God on my behalf. Somebody says he's praying for me. But, but not only is he praying for me, here's what I like. It says right here in verse number um, 27. Let me read verse 27 to y'all. It says, now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is. The Holy Spirit knows what God's heart is. And then he says this, because he makes intercession for the saints. According to the will of God, he's praying for the saints. He makes intercession for believers, for you and I. He makes intercession for us according to the will of God. Now, that's that's I don't know if y'all recognize that's a major that's a major point there. Stick a pin there, because what you and I often pray about is not always in accordance with God's will. Sometimes we're praying for stuff that's not the will of God. You're asking God to take, to, to deliver you from the problem, and it might be God's will for you to get in the problem. It might be God's will for you to go through the problem. It might, it might be God's will. God uses the problem to help shape you and mentor you and grow you and develop you, and you praying for it to stop. 
But the Holy Ghost said, oh, no, Lord, don't stop it. Don't stop it until she comes out, until he comes out to be what you want them to be. He prays according to the will of God. And the saints sometimes pray for stuff that's unscriptural. It ain't in the word. I know some of y'all up there praying about hitting the lottery. Lord, help me to get these numbers. That ain't the will of God for you. That's not the will of God. He wants you to depend on him and not, and not be advantaged by somebody else's loss. Oh, I'm preaching and teaching here today. I, I'm, 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 I'm grateful to the Lord here. He, he, he prays according to what God's will is. He knows what the will of God is. And he intercedes for us according to God's will. So that, that's, that's the first thing that a mature saint needs to know, that I'm walking in confidence with, my, with whatever I'm facing because the Holy Spirit prays for me. But he doesn't stop there. He goes on a little further. And then he says, and here's, here's the cornerstone verse right here, verse 28. Here is the verse that has got me out of drama and has gave me hope. He says, and we know. I actually meant to start off with that because that, that's, that's what the personage is that we know. We know that the Holy Spirit is praying for us. That's what, that's what we know. We know that he's making intercession for us. That's what every person needs to know. And we know. Listen, what it, it doesn't say we hope. It doesn't say we assume. He doesn't say we think. He says, I've got an absolute knowledge about this. And we know. And not only, here's what we know, we know, and here's my second point here today, is the proper perspective of your problem. Well, what's the proper perspective of your problem? You are spiritually mature when you have the proper perspective of the problem. See, some of y'all think the problem is, is, is going to kill you. Some of y'all think the problem is going to take you out. You, you, you're, you're afraid and scared. Uh, and, 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 but but here's, here's what God wants us to know. We know. That all things work together for good to those who love God. Stick a pin right there. All things work together for good. Uh, oh man, that's, 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 a saint has got to know that. This is, this is the evidence that you're spiritually mature, that you've gotten to a place that you know that whatever hits your life, whatever comes down the domain of your circumstances, whatever intrudes into your space, what, what is powerful about this is that you say, I know that God's going to use it to make all things work together for my good. See, I don't get stressed out. I don't get worried. I, I, you, you, know what I, you know what I do? I say to myself, I can't wait to see how God's going to work this out. My history with God is I've seen God work stuff out time after time after time again. And I am persuaded and I know that somehow or another God is going to work it out. He hasn't failed me yet. And if you were to tell the truth, he hasn't failed you yet. He used one issue to move you from one dimension to another. He, he, he moved one challenge to get you ready for the next challenge. And, and, and every one of these challenges God uses to bring good to you. See, See, what I know about the Lord is that no matter what happens in my life, that all of the circumstances around me, everything going on in my life are, indiscre are discreetly working to help me make me better. They're working to make things work in my benefit. And that's what you got to know. All things are working together for good. It's, 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 uh, it's different, different players on the team. I've been watching the NBA uh, 
uh, playoffs and enjoying the NBA basketball playoffs, everybody don't play guard. Everybody don't play center. Uh, you got a center. He has a place he's supposed to be and do. You got the guard, what he's supposed to do. You got a forward. Everybody got their own place. Everybody's not standing on the same place on the court at the same time doing the same thing, but they're working together for a purpose to help win the game. Okay, y'all didn't get that. Let me see if I can get another illustration. Uh, oh, oh, you know, the ladies watch the soap operas. You know, the soap operas. I don't know what soap operas are today. Or, or maybe y'all don't watch the soap operas. Y'all watch these shows. What are the shows y'all watch? What are these programs, these uh, uh, reality TV? Yeah, thank you, thank you. And some of these uh, shows, I, I don't watch a lot of shows. I, don't, I, can't even, I can't even think of one to tell you that you watch, but... Y'all know, y'all know what y'all show is. Y'all know uh, what program y'all watch. And you know that there's different actors and actresses doing different things. And, and, and it can go from one scene to the next scene in a different place, in a different environment. But all of the scenes and all of the actors and all of the actresses are working together to make their show a success. And that's what happens in your life. God's got different players and different actors and actresses and different issues and challenges and problems and different things all going together. And even though, look, even though they may look unrelated, they are in fact related for the purpose of helping good come in your life. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I felt the Holy Ghost right there. I'm looking around at my life and looking at the circumstances and looking at my kids and looking at my grandkids and looking at my job and looking at my house and looking at my car and looking at my bank account and looking at all of these things and they all are working together to bring good into my life. And so, amen, even though they might not all be exactly the way I want them to be, here's what I'm confident of. I'm confident that wherever they are and whatever they're doing and whatever the circumstances are, God is working for them and making them work to bring good into my life. And a spiritually mature person has got to know that. You've got to know that. You've got to walk in the confidence of knowing that no matter what comes down the pike in my life, God is using it to bring good into my domain. Man, that's so good. I got to high five myself on that one. That's, that's good right there. That's good. I don't know if y'all know... I don't know if y'all know when y'all hearing good preaching, but that's good right there. That you just you got to know. You got to be persuaded. You got to be convicted. You got to be confident. You got to know. I ain't stressed. I ain't crying. I'm not. Uh, I ain't try. I ain't staying up all night worried about nothing. No. I'm going to sleep. God might have this thing fixed by the time I wake up in the morning. <laughs> it might be worked out, and if not, it's okay. Because if it's still there when I wake up, I know that somehow it's going to bring some good into my life. Somebody tell, somebody ought to shout and tell somebody amen. It's, it's all working together. Now, now, here's the deal. You have to make a determination whether the drama in your life is going to make you better or bitter. Somebody say better or bitter. Better or bitter. They, they are almost spelled the same. B better is spelled B-E-T-T-E-R. Go ahead, Pastor. Somebody say, go ahead, Pastor. You know how to spell better. B-E-T-T-E-R. 
or bitter. B-I-T-T-E-R. The only difference is that second letter. And, 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 and if you put an I there, it's bitter. If you put an E there, it's better. Go ahead. Go ahead. I should have went... I should have went to the spelling bee. I should have been in the spelling bee. <laughs> the difference between whether you are bitter or better is whether the focus is on eternity or whether the focus is on I, me, myself. See, when, when, when the focus is on you and yourself, you get bitter. Why me? Why is this happening to me? Why, why I got to go through this? Why God didn't do this for me? For me. When you focus in on satisfying yourself, then you get bitter when life doesn't go your way. When circumstances don't hand you the things you want them to hand you, you get bitter. But when you, when you face it with the eternity in mind, when you know that I serve a God who is eternal, who knows what he's doing, he's been God for a long time, he has all power in his hands, he could have moved it at any time. If he has not moved it, it means there's something good that's going to come out of it, and I'll just wait until my change comes. You'll be better instead of bitter. I hope I got somebody that can hear what I'm saying to you today. God will ultimately bring benefit out of you based on the circumstances that you're facing. I'm almost finished. I'm coming to a close. I'm bringing this plane in for a landing. I'm pulling my boat into the dock. I'm bringing my car into the garage. I'm, I'm, I'm coming in for a landing. Here's the third and final thing I want to tell you right here in this text. Says God, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. I call that this. I say that's the proper perspective of purpose. The proper perspective of purpose. Here's what, here's what verse 28 says. That it's working together for good to those who love God. Now I wonder how many of you are in love with God. He says this is for those who love God. If you love God, if you are passionate about God, if you want to please him, that word love is the Greek word agape. It means this. It means that I, I'm, I'm, I, it's not about me, it's about him. I love God. I love him. I want to please him. I want everything to be acceptable in his sight. When you love God, when you love God. He says if you fall in the category of loving God uh, is number one. When you love him uh, the, you, are, you will be also one of those who are called according to his purpose. Everybody here needs to understand God is calling you according to his purpose, his assignment. You are called. You are beckoned out. God loves you and he's invited you. He's given you a divine appointment. He has beckoned you to his purpose. And you have to understand that whatever's happening in your life is ultimately going to produce God's purposes in your life. And you got you to gotta understand that, that God has set you out for a specific assignment. Every last one of you, everybody here listening to this message today, God has a purpose for you. You're not an accident. You're not an afterthought. You are, you are part of God's master plan. And in his master plan, he has a purpose for your life. And you got to know that. Has a, has a, 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 a dynamic disciple You've got to be persuaded and know that I have a purpose for my life. And God has assigned me for a divine purpose, a divine assignment. In other words, uh, 
Uh, when I think about purpose, I think about a reading in the Old Testament about showbread. The Bible talks about showbread. And, and showbread is, is, is something that would be put in the tabernacle, be put in the temple. And the purpose of the showbread is that it was dedicated for the purpose of the temple and it was set aside for the priest to use in his rituals and the things that he did. But the ultimate purpose for it was to give glory to God. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying to you today. It, it somehow was going to point to God's glory. And that's why you and I are here today. A part of our purpose is God is trying to figure out how can you in your life best give God the glory. I best give God the glory. I wish I could be a singer. Me, 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 me. But that's not the best way I can give God glory. That's why I'm, I'm not a singer. Because uh, I, I can't, that's not the best way I can give God glory. Uh, or maybe I could be on the NBA court shooting baskets and, and, and making shots and helping the team win. And when the game got over, I could say I'm first giving honor to God and thanking the Lord Jesus because giving me the gifts that he did. And that's why we're able to win the game. But that's not my purpose. That's why I didn't even make my high school team. I, I, I barely got on the boys club team. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Did that wasn't the best way for me to give glory to God. The best way I give glory to God is to do exactly what I'm doing right now. Helping the people of God develop maturity. Somebody say amen. Say go ahead pastor. You've given God some glory. I'm trying to give God all the glory that I can. I'm trying to preach and declare. I'm trying to help people get saved. Somebody gonna get saved today. That's giving God the glory. Somebody's gonna get a word to help them through their issues in life. That's going to give God's glory. Somebody's going to have hope for what they are going through. That's going to give God's glory. Somebody's going to have an answer for how to deal with what they're facing. That's going to give God glory. I am doing what it is that God has purposed me to do. And every one of you have a purpose that God has set for you to do. You have a purpose. And he has set you aside for his purpose. He says, I've, I've given a purpose for you. That is the proper perspective of your purpose is this, is that you're not doing it for your name, your reputation. You don't do it for your money, your career. No, no, no. You don't do it for those reasons. The proper perspective of purpose is that I'm doing this for the glory of God. I want God, I want Jesus to be glorified. I want his name to be uplifted. I want people to recognize how real he is and how awesome he is and how powerful he is. That's what your purpose in life is. Think about what your purpose is. And that's the proper perspective of what God wants you to do. And then he says this, I'm almost finished. I'm bringing my plane in for a land and I'm coming to a close. It says in verse number 29, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You've been predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. He has set you aside to be predestined. Moreover, verse 30, whom he predestined, these he also called. And whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Did y'all get that? Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Got to read it to you again. And whom he called, and y'all called, you got a calling, these he also justified. That word justified means God treats you just as if you never sinned. 
just as if you never did wrong, just as if you've never failed. These he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Let me, let me finish this here. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. God is going to glorify you. He's going to elevate you. He's going to do something in your life that's going to put the spotlight on you. And your job is to say, I'm here because of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm able to function where I am because Jesus the Christ has made this happen. He's going he's gonna to justify you, treat you like you never did. He called you. He justified you. He's going to glorify you and elevate you so that you make it. Oh, I, I see y'all need an illustration again. Y'all sitting here looking at me like I'm crazy, a bump on the log. I have to keep on bringing, I'm, I have to keep on bringing in illustrations. Come here, Joseph, and help me out for just a mo moment. Joseph is going to tell his story. And Joseph says, listen, I was born to my father. I was his favorite child. He had 12 sons. I was his favorite child, but my brothers hated me. And eventually they sold me into slavery. I got sexually harassed by my boss's wife. His, my boss put me in jail. I was forgotten by my jailmates when they got out. I got eventually remembered by my jailmate, and, he, and I was able to interpret the Pharaoh's dreams. I was made the number two man in the land. When the famine hit the land, my brothers came looking for food. I revealed to them that I was the one that they sold into slavery, and I was able to give them food. God brought me out and took me from the pit to the palace. I went through a long journey of a lot of drama and a lot of circumstances to get to be the number two man in all of the land so that I could provide food for my family. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I'm declaring to you, God's going to use you to save your family. God's going to use you to save your community. God, go on and preach, Pastor. God's going to use you to elevate Jesus on your job and God's going to use you to make a difference in people's lives. But you got to go through the process of becoming spiritually mature. My, my assignment, my challenge, my encouragement is for you to recognize, realize, get the proper perspective of what you're supposed to know and the proper perspective of your problems that they're working together to take you through a journey and to help you with the, get to the pur purpose that God has assigned for you to do. So that's my encouragement to you today. Recognize this, this profound passage right here. God, make it real, make it relevant, make it applicable to the lives of the, the brothers and sisters today. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Evidence of spiritual maturity means you have the proper perspective of problems, purpose, and people. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.